Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for tuning into our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana and Abares Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to hear about some suggestions regarding advanced planning when you are traveling to a foreign country. So stay tuned for some interesting information that can benefit both you and your loved ones. We are broadcasting our show today from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the September-October 2023 issue of the Best of Times at one of our 2000, excuse me, our 270 distribution locations. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy of one of our 270 distribution locations, do visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. View both current and past issues. You can listen to previously broadcast radio shows. Also, you can view and download the 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, our website contains a lot of news and information for seniors and boomers in the area. Our friends at Ernest Arlene's continues to offer the best of time special dinner on each and every Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to closing with fabulous meals at highly discounted prices of only $25. It is highly recommended due to the popularity of this Thursday night special to make advanced reservations by calling 318-226-1325. Again, make those advanced reservations by calling 318-226-1325. In just a few minutes, a few minutes, excuse me, in just a few weeks, we will be celebrating our 13th annual Senior Day Expo at the Louisiana State Fair. It'll take place on Thursday, October the 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Hearst Coliseum. Again, as in previous years, we're going to have many thousands of seniors and boomers and others attending this event that will be that will take place beginning at 10 a.m. with lots of entertainment, lots of uh, door prizes. Uh, we're going to have over 150 booths to provide you with information about uh, products and services for boomers and seniors. We're going to have a lot of uh, presentations that help benefit you as well. So, again, make plans. It's free admission, free parking, lots of giveaways. Uh, there, were, there will be over $8,000 in door prizes that will be given away. So make plans to attend. Again, it's Thursday, October the 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Hearst Coliseum, the Louisiana State Fair's Senior Expo Day. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're with my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abares Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. 
Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my radio show today is a very special guest, is my friend, Miss Judy Bernath, who I've asked her to be part of our show today because she's got excellent experience on being a world traveler to many foreign countries, and that's what we're going to talk about today, Judy. We're going to talk about helping my radio listeners out there to make those preparations in advance so their trips to Europe, to Asia, to South South America, South Africa will be more meaningful without less stress and worry, right? Exactly. It's good to be with you today. Well, good. Uh, I want to tell you kudos. We we were on a sh- uh, show, I think May 13th, that's you know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Uh, we were talking mm-hmm. about our travels because Judy has visited India several times, and I, Tina and I made it in March first time, and so we had a lot of discussions about travel to India. And we also talked a little bit about preparations on going to that particular country. And that which got, Judy, I got so many people complimenting us about you and giving great advice and suggestions about going to India. And they're all, I have a number of people planning to, to go to India in the coming, this year or the coming year. So uh, well, we, we hope the great. tourism That's company wonderful. there is really, really happy about yes, that. Indeed. But a lot of tour <laughs> companies are getting in. And a lot of them got my, got our advice is, you know, if you've, you've never been to that country and and you don't have any people that you're going to do you need to deal with a travel agent a tourist a tour mm-hmm, company exactly. that you can deal with there so so to oh, good d- friends if you have good friends over there that live there that's you know, true that's where uh, and we you know they understood that when i when we i mentioned you mentioned and i mentioned that both of us had friends there that that uh, helped be our tour guys and help make us you know all the the other preparations when we got to the country we did some advance but most of them were done when we got to the country so the (laughs) first decision that i i have many seniors and boomers come up to me because they know that tina and i love to travel and uh, we've traveled you know i'm in 73 and i think my first experience in going overseas was in 1972 when I went to Europe for almost three and a half months. Uh, I went there for Tech, Louisiana Tech Rome. And I got the experience of going to the university there, but also, hey, when you're there and you're not taking only one class, <laughs> you can go all over <laughs> Europe in 72. Judy, it was so reasonable. It was remarkable. I mean, I mean, I'm, that was the days when gold was only $32 an ounce. So you could fathom. Oh, wow. That was, those were the mean, good days. I, I remember going to some places and, you know, should I buy this for my mom or my, buy this for my aunt? You know, it was like, you know, 18 karat gold and, it was like $150, but probably today it's worth like, you know, $10,000, but that was... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I, but that was the, the, I hate to say, the good old days. But also, many uh, Europeans traveled about the countries, but not as much as they do today. But definitely people of the United States and other... There weren't that many tourists there from our from our country. So the tourist locations... Uh, uh, I mean, I, I go on and on. I remember going to the Sistine Chapel... There wasn't a single person in the Sistine Chapel but Gary. I'm the only person oh, that's unusual. in the Sistine Chapel with my tripod and my camera, and I'm the only person there, and it was like 5 o'clock. 
uh, fourth something, whatever it was there. I was like, wow. where is everybody? And uh, so a uh, quick story. Uh, everybody probably enjoyed this. So I was there and I noticed this, this gentleman walk and he had a, he had a cap on, a red cap, and I think he had a red, yeah, he had a red outfit, and I, I knew he was either a, a priest or a bishop, but I, I, then I said, mm-hmm. I was naive, I was only 22, that must be a cardinal, <laughs> and sure enough, it was, <laughs> and he came oh, up my. to me and introduced me, he spoke great English, and uh, I told him I didn't speak Italian, I know a little Greek, and, and then he talked to me a few Greek words, but he was so kind and so nice, and he says, well, my son, I'm glad you're visiting the Vatican and saying I, you know, I gave him the whole story I'm at the University of Rome and everything. Oh, no, that's so I'm, we're honored to have you in our country. And so he went on and on and was was giving me like a history 101 about uh, about the Sistine Chapel. It was like having my own Turk person there. So uh, That's wonderful. And I took pictures. Don't you and, love the fact that they're always glad to see you? Oh, they really yeah. are glad to welcome you there. So the so the short of it was I he gave me he had a piece of paper and gave me his name and number and he wanted to know where I was staying so I I gave him my name and number and I could say this I can't remember it's been so many years ago and then I get the next day or the day after day an invitation from him to view to go visit the Pope. Wow! <laughs> and that's my amazing. my people at the dorm room says how did you get that I said well I just met this cardinal he 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 sent me this notice and what should I do so I I, I called his op, the office there and I said yeah I'll, I'll show up so I showed up and got to meet John Paul and that's uh, wonderful. Isn't that amazing that what a story there that's, that is amazing and he was very nice to me very spoke you know great English and and I told him I was Greek Orthodox and he definitely knew where the Orthodox and the, mm-hmm. and the Catholicism were the same so now that Gary can go on and on so first of all everyone you have to decide which country you want to go to I mean I've known I hate to say this more and more people throughout the United States now are traveling to foreign countries I know a lot of them say well we're traveling to Mexico. Yes, that's good. I mean, I'm glad they're at least moving and going to Mexico. Some of the ports there and some of the, the cities are remarkable. Uh, but let's say you want to go to, to Europe. I had this one lady says, well, we're, we're planning to go to Europe uh, in the end, by the end of this year. So, Judy, what do you recommend if they're the first time ever to go to Europe? Where should they go? And what, how, how should they make their choices about going? Well, first of all, I think you have to figure out what you're interested in. You know, what is it that you want to see? What is your purpose for going? You know, uh, and a lot of people just just want to go to see the countryside. You know, I went to London, and a lot of people have been to London, but there's so many things to see there. You know, and it's the seat of you know the government, and uh, it's just there's so many things to see in London. It just and it takes a while to see it all because you have to get permission to go in different places, just like you said with the Sistine Chapel and visiting the Pope. I mean, not everybody gets to do that, but you have to be in the right place at the right time, right? That's right. <laughs> but I went to I went to London and uh, been there, and I I love going there because I like all of the different the history that's there. I like to see. I like. All things queen, I like to see that. I like to enjoy those <laughs> things. But I think, first of all, you have to realize that you can't see the whole country like in a week. Oh, that's definitely, that's definitely. And definitely you can't see London. Uh, we, Tina and I have been about four times, and we're, we mm-hmm. haven't we haven't seen everything there. And you're right, it, you have to be patient. Uh, and sometime advanced planning, planning about getting reservations to go to, to, to museums as well as restaurants is like a trip. I mean, people it people is. are traveling, and that is a top destination uh, in Europe is, is going is. going to London. The other is 
the other Scotland and England, you know, That's both definitely. of those, Scotland and Ireland, I mean, Scotland and Ireland definitely would be on the list there. But again, some uh, you need to determine if you want to go there, uh, you can definitely Google and determine whether you should go to those countries during the wintertime or uh, mm-hmm. Other countries where you shouldn't go there during the summertime because it's a hundred. Well, I'd say to say this in the states is we've been getting some high temperatures here, but uh, and some of those places is very they have very lack of air conditioning. So you you don't okay, want to go to Saudi true. Arabia and uh, some of those locations. Uh, you could be uh, uh, 115 very easily. And the other thing is uh, I I was told. An individual said, "Well, we want to take a, we want to take a riverboat cruise in in Europe," and I said, "Well, you can only go up to a certain point because a lot of those rivers they have such a blunt, cold winter that you can't. Those rivers are frozen, so the riverboats do not travel up those there. So make sure you determine, you know, I want to go for a certain month that you, you know, check with the riverboat agency or et cetera. So, but you know, I I've been." Uh, Majority of people that I've been talking to in my area, Judy, have been traveling to the country of Italy. And uh, wow, okay. That uh, I mean, Tina and I have actually visited Italy more than we have any country in Europe and even Asia. So I think Italy's our number one. Even even though we're Greek and we've been to Greece several times, we've been more times mm-hmm. more times to Italy. It's a great country to visit. Large countries spread out all different. Uh, types of uh, situation, and it's getting more reasonable to go to that particular country. Greece as well, uh, they're loving tourism, and so is so is Italy. Uh, the other country that uh, I highly recommend, Tina and I had an opportunity, Never, we've never been there other than a cruise ship, but we stayed a week in Portugal. Judy, it was, That's and we went, to, mm-hmm. we went to, we went to Lisbon, we went to Porto, where famous of port wines and definitely mm-hmm. the port wines there are remarkable and the country is loving tourists because uh, they don't have a lot of other uh, money-making opportunity for people so tourism is big and increasing in, uh, in, the, in that country uh, i found that to be true in ireland and scotland as well rates are good you know at certain times of the year if you check like you said check the rates Check uh, what's going on there, what what is actually happening there, because you don't want to go in a bad season where it's rainy and you can't go out on the tour boats because it's foggy, and especially in Ireland, you know, uh, it, it can be different. You see a different part of the country, different side of the country in different seasons. So picking the season that you need to go is, is what, what is it that you want to do. So the other thing I suggest, like you're telling them, Judy, is do, do your own research as much. There are many wonderful travel groups, travel tour groups to Europe, to Asia, to South Africa that that are available. Uh, I'm not going to mention names on this on the show, but you can I hate to say you can Google a lot of them. Look at their references uh, online uh, because a lot of them people give give kudos and and give their pluses and minuses about each one of these agencies or travel groups or tours. So I mean. Uh, we could go on and on for hours on positive and negatives about people. The other thing is, I like I when people ask me, Garrett, what do you and Tina like to go? And we we tell them, you know, some of our suggestions. And uh, occasionally, people even ask us, "Do you have any restaurants or places that we should definitely visit?" And Tina has a list more than I do, a list of all the places we've been, definitely restaurants and key key points that may not be on the 
the radar of many people. So it, you know, it's it's important to 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 trust your family and friends and others, and no harm in asking mm-hmm. questions. And and I, we we love to give that particular advice as well. So, any other suggestions about picking the the travel to a country? Just you know, just do your homework. That's the one thing. And also, the other thing I would suggest is. You know, in doing your homework, find out what the climate is like there so that you can prepare physically for what you will be doing. Uh, now, a lot of people don't do that, and they get there, and they aren't able to do all the things they want to do because they didn't prepare physically for it. For instance, you said something about the Saudi Arabia and the temperature. I know when I went to Jordan, it was extremely hot because we went to Petra and hiked down, and then also when I was in Israel, we hiked up several mountains. It was an archaeological tour that I was on. And uh, a lot of physical exercise, a lot of physical strenuous exercise in the heat and knowing how to hydrate and just whatever part of the country you're going to, whatever part of the world you're going to, make sure that you understand what the climate is like and how to prepare yourself physically for it. And and be prepared. They don't have as – sometimes the facilities aren't as adequate as you might say. I mean – most of, I hate to say this. Most exactly. of the times, guys can can handle it. Most women sometimes cannot, and they they get frustrated. But uh, you know that that kind of scenario. So, I mean, be prepared. Um, I hate to say it, and they're not all third world countries. They've gone a long way since I was there in 1972. I can give you lots of stories about my travels throughout Europe. It was pretty mm-hmm. amazing in some places, you know. Uh, but but again, that you do some research. The other, I hate to, I'm, I'll mention it later on. Is Tina and I. I have had a uh, philosophy, well, at least I have, Tina didn't care, but I think at first she found that there is a use, is let contact the United States State Department's website. They will tell you what certain countries that they don't recommend or what certain cities that you should not go because because of height and terrorists, hype and uh, well, exactly. back in those days, COVID situations, et cetera, mm-hmm. or other precautions, uh, don't drink the water, and um, I always let, whenever I go to a country, even in England, I tell our State Department I'm going there, and so the embassy there knows that Gary Caligas is in that country, and I get I get text from them. I accept the text mm-hmm. and a warning that, you know, please don't go in this certain neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's, it makes me feel good. You might can live, see it on the news, but at least you're going to get it personalized right there. They, they send those notices in every country I've been to that, uh, that was, that was done. Even in India, I was shocked how many often I got notices about, about things like that. So. Exactly. Especially those countries. It's good. Another, another thing to notify, if you have friends that are in civic groups in the country, in this country, like, like Kiwanis or Rotary or those kind of trips, they have chapters overseas in many, many, in many countries. And if you know somebody that's in those organizations or you yourself, you know, contact the leaders of the organizations in that country as well. That I did that in India, and I felt very secure uh, the first time I went uh, in, in knowing that if I needed medical attention or if I needed anything in particular, I could get a hold of those folks and they would help me because they knew the hospitals, they knew the doctors, they knew exactly what I needed to be doing. And uh, and that's a big help too. A lot of people don't think about that, but that's a really good connection. Great idea. Great, great, great suggestion. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana neighbors, Tennessee Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abers Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Miss Judy Burnett, who have asked to be part of this show because she's an experienced world traveler, and she's giving us today some recommendations on how you should prepare before you take that wonderful trip to Europe, Asia. Uh, South Africa, the Middle East, etc. So thank you, Judy, for taking time to join us today. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So one thing that uh, um, we're, we're recently going on a trip, and I'm, I'm telling you, the um, uh, when I talked to the uh, lady, she said, Mr. Kaligas, have you checked your passport and double-checked your passport? She says, yes, ma'am, why is that? She says, make sure it's valid at least six months before it expires. That's a Exactly. I was going to bring that up, too. That's a, that's that a very, important? very important thing. So, very important. And uh, so it's important, everyone, that you check your passport. Don't assume that you remember it if you haven't used it. or And if you want to obtain one, I had a lot of people locally that have never had a passport before. It takes some time unless you spend expedited service to get it done quickly. So uh, I don't know what the cues are in your neck of the woods, Judy, but it's it's uh, it's it takes a little while to get out of say it's passport now. It's not as, as quickly as it used to be. But uh, there are ways. It is not. And if you have to go to D.C. to get anything in particular, like we live near D.C., uh, you'll wait. The time for waiting in line is, is also very long. So if you plan to do it personally, uh, it takes it takes a long time all day. So if you're planning to go to, let's say, any country and you don't have a passport, you need to start immediately and don't plan your trip in one month because you're not going to get your passport back that. I mean, there, you, exactly. might can, you, you might can pay for expedited service, but I don't even think they give it back in a month now these days. And we'll talk. And so the other thing I, I highly suggest to people is guard that passport like it's gold. Whenever you travel to any country, be careful on who you hand it to and give it to and show it to uh, and guard it, guard it as best you can and put it in. If you're giving it back, some hotels require you to check it with them and they they keep it. So I always have a copy of my passport. I've, I've copied the, the, the master pages. I've also put them on my, on my cell phone picture wise. So it's important that you do that because in case they're lost or stolen, you're going to have to show the consulate or somebody there in, in government to try to get you a temporary uh, exit passport to get or entrance passport to get back in the United States and exit the country. So uh, I know many people Very that, that, that have Very done important. that. Now, a, a thing that I uh, people don't understand, but you've got to check with the country that you're visiting is, let's say you want to go to Egypt. Well, Egypt's one of the countries, and I think the United States has does not have a lot of countries that allow you to come into their country without a visa. I think I hate to say this, United States is picked on because they know our people will pay a visa fee. So it, it, apply for the country's visa via online. You can get that e-visa now and apply as early because waiting to the last minute could have problems. And mm-hmm. uh, and make sure you print your visa sheets uh, and or, and have extra copies. Uh, but again, some countries do not require visas. You can check with our State Department or check with the country that you're visiting. And uh, going online to it, I, Tina and I are going to go up, are going to go to um, 
to Egypt and Jordan in October, and uh, we've already got our visas and got them all approved, and uh, it was very easy online. I mean, it took a week by the time we get all the processing, but we got it electronically sent, and the documents were emailed to us, and they said, print them, and here are all the codes, and we know that you're coming. Thank you very much. <laughs> what about flight? I'll tell you what was, what, go, go one ahead. of the things that when I went to Jordan was, uh, it was, it was fairly easy to get into the country of Jordan, but not as easy to get out. <laughs> it depends on what country you're going back to. Uh, if you're flying directly to the United States, uh, if you're going back, uh, or if you go, but if you're going to other countries, say for instance, if you're going over to uh, Israel or any oh, of the yeah. surrounding countries there, to get into there maybe take you a little bit more time because it took us a half a day to get wow. out of Jordan. It did not take us very long to get in, uh, but to get out it took us quite a bit because we had to give. Uh, fortunately, we had our itinerary, which saved us because they wanted to know every place we had been while we were in Jordan how long we stayed there, who we visited with, what did we do. Uh, so it was kind of like an interrogation, but, you know, certainly understand that. Every country is different, so to think that you can just navigate between countries easily in and out, uh, sometimes you need to prepare to have documentation of what you did while you were there. Uh, that sometimes is very helpful. It was for, it was to us. I'm glad you brought that up. It's happened to me and Tina as well. So it's making sure that you've got the itinerary where you've been because they can quiz you upon leaving because they want to know where. Uh, and definitely if you're going to another country, and I hate to say this, yes, Israel is picked on a lot. And definitely if you go mm-hmm. from Israel to one of the uh, other countries in the Middle East, there's a lot of quizzing going on. I mean, it's it's amazing. So be be prepared for that. Uh, most of the time, the tour companies remind you, but if you do your own your own thing, you got to be forewarned about that. So now, flights. A lot of people are asking me their first travel to um, to to Europe, and I hope uh, I hope everybody doesn't think I'm naive about it. Uh, this this comment, but a, a lady was telling me that you know she's used to flying to New York, and she thought going to London would be another three hours. I said, well, if you check <laughs> check the flight times, it's about eight to ten hours, if I recall. Uh, mm-hmm. So be prepared for long distance traveling. I mean, you're going to have uh, and uh, so it's not a short haul to go to any place in Europe, and definitely if you're going to go from let's say uh, Los Angeles or San Francisco, going to Japan or China or the Malaysia or those countries in in, uh, in 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 Asia and over over there, it's a long haul. Or Hong Kong. I mean, I've heard some people saying we're going to go to Hong Kong. Well, that's going to be a 13-hour flight at least, if, mm-hmm. unless it stops, it makes an interim stop in some in a, some city, and then in some there are flights you can do that. So be prepared uh, for those. The earlier you make your flights, generally the better the prices and the better connections. When you keep waiting and waiting, uh, they tend to get a little bit higher, right, Judy? They do. They do. And uh, if you know, if you can get, you know, if you can get business class when you're flying overseas. Uh, I would recommend that, you know, it's, uh, if you, if you've not flown before overseas, I would recommend that you get business class. A lot of people, you know, it, like you said, it's not a three hour flight. So you really do need to think about your health. You need to think about physical activity, what you're going to do for those 10, 12 hours that you're on a plane, maybe 14, depending on how, where you're going. Uh, it's, it's a, 
it's not just a three-hour flight to New York or to Los Angeles. <laughs> I know when we were flying from East Coast to West Coast and work during the work times, I'm sure you remember that, Gary. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the jet lag, you know, uh, even in that, going from East Coast to West Coast is a little bit, you know, tricky. But when you're going to, you're going through two or three, four different time zones and uh, you leave here and it's morning and you get there and it's the next morning or late night or whatever – you need to be able to adjust to that. So you need to make sure that you check time zones and find out, you know, what activities that you can do on the plane. Walking, of course, is good. But, you know, the be- if you can afford business class, that would be the best way to go to me, or, of course, uh, because you do have a little bit more room on some of these larger planes to get up and move around or even to sleep, you know. That's, that is true. Tina and I have done both ways. We've done the economy version. We've done the business class. We love the business class. <laughs> you can spend the extra money. And plus, those of those of you might have uh, some frequent flyer miles from the various United, American, uh, et cetera, all these different British airlines. Air, British India, Air. Any of the airlines that you're flying so on. So if you have enough points, you can sometimes either upgrade to it after giving them some points and you can upgrade or you can buy your own complete ticket, either you know business or otherwise. But again, it is it is going to be a financial consideration, but also uh, it's going to be a, a, a when you arrive, you're going to be a little bit more refreshed as well. Um Get all, get those necessary vaccines. Check with the country. The State Department does advise most on their website which countries require certain vaccines, but then you can visit that country's website to see if certain vaccines or other particular treatments are needed before you visit their country. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when we went to Indi- India, our, um, they highly recommended that you get tetanus, so update your tetanus. So we, Tina and I both did that and a few other mm-hmm. other. Uh, now here's the most one of the most important issues that I hear uh, uh, travelers who have never experienced going overseas and maybe are are seniors and boomers like Judy and I uh, is health insurance. Most individuals Very feel good. that their health insurance, if they're in Italy or Greece or France, if they're they've got a sickness or they break a leg or they trip and fall. That and they go to the hospital that they can just get. I've got Medicare. They're going to take care of me in those countries. So, well, Judy, tell them that's not necessarily right. That's not, that's not necessarily true. You need to you need to purchase insurance. You know, as you're going whatever country you're going to, and um, so that you can make sure that you have the necessary assistance that you need when you're in that country. Should you get sick and have to go to the hospital and fall and break a leg or break your foot or whatever you know you definitely need to check that don't depend on your insurance carrier just just don't just think like gary just said don't just think that medicare or your insurance company is going to pay for it because you have them uh you i might check with them if uh if i had you know whatever insurance you have check with them and let them know you're going out of the country and see what they offer and also there's always other options that uh, travel agents can offer you also um well, that, can be, that you can find those online. Even some private insurance companies, you may not be Medicare or, uh, or have a Medicare HMO plan or Medicare traditional, et cetera. But even some private insurance, maybe you're not Medicare eligible. They do not. Most of them don't or either, either have a very high deductible if you go to another country. So, you know, check with your insurer care. And again, there are, there are many of these self, uh, these companies that offer, uh, it's called temporary insurance over a short period of time. 
So, mm-hmm. and the, the risk and the, the it, it makes you feel good if you have this type of coverage. I mean, I'm telling you, everyone, uh, Tina and I always get it. And it, it makes that feeling of, you know, if something happens to me, every a car accident, a bus accident, you can be hit by, by a stray bus going across and, you know, break your legs and hope you don't get kill yourself. And the, the other thing is those policies generally have a blending of things. They have trip delays, cancellation, baggage loss. Uh, and the, one of the most sad thing in case you, you or your loved one pass away overseas. I mean, to make arrangements to bring back your your exactly. your body back to the states is uh, tremendous. I know of several people that never had any insurance and had to had to go go and fly back to Europe to get their mother or father to make arrangements to bring them back to the states and ended up costing them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. But but this insurance covers that up to you know up, you can get a different levels of. Uh, of, of coverage, but it's well worth it. It makes you feel better. It uh, definitely is. You know, we talked about this on the last show, but you know, the bank, your bank, your cell phone carrier, your insurance carrier, your uh, all of these things, like the State Department, you talked about, need to be notified that you're going overseas. Yeah, that was my next point about uh, because this happened to me, and I, I, a lot of people are, are really heeding this advice. I talked to somebody who's going to go to Italy, and, and she said her credit card company thanked her for letting her know. And I, I tell you, everyone, if you don't inform your credit card companies whenever you travel to a country, they're going to sometimes deny your charges, thinks that was stolen mm-hmm. by somebody in the black market and using it in Rome, Italy. So I mean, you've got to tell them, or else you're going to have to make a lot of calls, long-distance calls, exactly. most of them have had toll-free numbers, but you're going to have to wait in line in the queue to say, I'm actually in Rome. This is really me. Here's my card. I'm sure I'm, I'll show it to you and take a picture of it and send it to them. And, and, you know, they'll, they'll validate it. But in the hassle, you've been embarrassed by if you only taken two cards and both of them got denied, what do you do? So <laughs> I, I, I've actually happened to me one time that uh, I bought two cards and both of them, I forgot it was years ago, forgot to call them. I thought they would sure know that was in that country. And sure enough, they denied both. But I caught I, I got the call through, waited a little while, and I was at the hotel checking in. And uh and sure enough, they sure enough, we got it all settled. And but you know, it's it's going to be hassle. You're going to be stressed out a little bit doing that. Um, the other suggestion, I don't know if you've done this, Judy. When we visited, if you were back in the '70s and you visited Europe, every country had its own currency. Well, luckily now they right. have euro. So, uh, mm-hmm. but but a lot of places do not accept U.S. dollars. Uh, be prepared in no, hardly any place except personal checks. And I don't even think, do they make American Express checks anymore? I don't even know, I don't know if it's available. I back don't in even the, know. Back in the days know. it was. But but make sure that you might get some currency before you leave the state. You can go to local mm-hmm. banks and get it. I always get some because it's good to mm-hmm. have when you're first there because you, to find the exchange, there's sometimes you got time in the airport, but the exchange rate there is terrible. So it's better it to terrible. it's better to wait later on and go to a local bank or an area in the city where you are to get exchange. But I tend to get it in, in advance and bring some cash with me and try mm-hmm. to use credit cards as much as I can. They don't don't have it. So it's it's important because don't assume. Tina was one time we were in France and and uh, she had wanted to use the restroom and the restroom required euros and we didn't have any euros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so luckily somebody yeah, lined <laughs> bar, let her borrow some euros. So she could get through the lot. So it was it was uh, that kind of 
But likewise, cell service, I mean, I was amazed how good the cell service was in India. I mean, wow. It was it was mm-hmm. like it I was. was it was like I was like across the street talking to my kids and, and grandkids and even, mm-hmm. you know, FaceTiming and all that kind of stuff connecting. But it was great. So if you want cell service, most US carriers have plans in certain countries. Uh do call in advance to get that. You can go online, you can make a call and tell them what country you're gonna visit and they'll they'll tell you. And the important thing of having a cell phone in certain countries, you can make Judy it right, advanced reservations for dinner but yes. also getting mm-hmm. into museums and entries in certain places that you can go online and get get the entry before you wait in the, the line that may be uh, you know four blocks long. And we've we've done. And that. I would I would suggest people do that because that way you'll be able to see more of the country if you plan ahead like that and do and do those things because. Uh, otherwise, you may spend a good portion of your day standing in line. That's right. And, and you know, the the queue that people say, well, I'll just wait in line. Well, I mean, one time we went to Louvre, and I couldn't believe how long the queue was in the line. And and so the ne- the next day we went online and got 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 our tickets, and we bypassed the line. I loved it. We just mm-hmm. bypassed, exactly. and the line was more the next day than it was the prior day. So we just went right in, and we had it on the phone, and you know, they scanned it, and we bypassed the line, and we'd have to worry about you know dealing with the people collecting mm-hmm. our money, et cetera. So, uh, very important, very important. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, work my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, telling country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest. It's Miss Judy Burnath, and Miss Judy has been a world traveler and has great experience about visiting foreign countries throughout the world. So I've asked her to come on our show to help us discuss making preparations for making your first trip to a foreign country. So thank you, Miss Judy, for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. So let's give our, we only have a few more minutes. Time flies when you're having fun and discussing this topic yes, that both does. of us love. So, Judy, any suggestions uh, Let's in, in closing here? Well, I would say to the ladies, make sure that you carry wipes in your purse, maybe some toilet tissue in your purse, Kleenex, that type of thing. Because uh, as Gary said earlier in the show, uh, you know, all bathrooms are not created equal like they are here, and they can be very beautiful. I remember once in India, I had gone into a bathroom in the airport there in uh, Delhi, I mean in uh, Chennai, and uh, it was beautiful, just a gorgeous, gorgeous restroom, you know, with the beautiful marble floors, the doors, and I went to the first stall, and there was nothing there. So I thought, oh, I must be in the wrong one. So I went in the next one, and it looked exactly the same. And I finally realized throughout the course of my Three, three stalls that this is what you get. Uh, so just be prepared for different ways that people, you know, different ways that you can make yourself comfortable when you have to uh, go to the bathroom. Ladies, it's very important to have those wipes with you, the Kleenex in your purse, 
because uh, all bathrooms don't have those things in the stall. And and sanitizers too. I mean, I know a lot of ladies have this small amount. But, but uh, the other thing is power adapters. Check with the country when you're visiting. Some of the hotels, depending on the class and level of a hotel, they they may have power adapters to give you to to run your devices and charge your phones and computers, etc. But uh, but sometimes you're not going to be able to find them, and most of them do not have powerful enough to run irons or hair dryer. So beware. You need if you're going to bring right. a converter. Tina and I have a converter that she can use her curling iron, and it is a specialized little converter that you can use in any country. Uh, but again, uh, what to take with you? Clothing. I suggest uh, there's going to be a limitation on bag bags and weight, so be very careful. You're not going to take three bags to go to Italy for, for per person, right, Judy, for, for one week. Exactly. You're going to exactly. be paying a fortune in, <laughs> uh, in, in travel costs and luggage, but also you're going to have to lug those things around, especially if you go to multiple places, and that's, you know, that's a pain. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. That out. gets old after a while, for sure. A lot of times you're able to wash uh, your dirty clothing, so you don't have to take a lot. And uh, I hate to say this, sometimes we've done this. Uh, we purchase clothing at reasonable prices at various countries that you're at. So, you you, you know, you can pick up a few extra outfits while you're there. So uh, you might have brought less, but you'll bring back more. Uh, most places don't, don't need formal wear. I mean, unless you're going to a wedding or a reception mm-hmm. or something. So casual is, is the thing. Uh, if you're using a touring company, make sure you review their itinerary and all of their requirements. I mean, I've used several, and you definitely need to check with them. If you've got any questions, make the call or do the emails. It's 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 uh, it's important because they assume that you read and you comply, and that's why they, a lot of times they they on their online. Do you accept? Do you agree? Did you confirm you read all these particular items? So it's important. Um, one thing I think most families forget, give an itinerary uh, to your family members, right? I, I can exactly, tell you, they don't even exactly. know where they're going, what what locations. So maybe, well, they can track me down by calling me. Well, maybe yes, sometimes no. If you're at a hotel and you're in an area that doesn't have good cell service, you may not be able to track them down. If you're in a rural, rural area of France, there's some places they have no cell service. So you've got to be, mm-hmm. and you're in the, if you're in the mountains of, Tibet and all those places, I'm sure the self-service is not really great, uh, right? <laughs> Down in caves. One, one thing that I, go, that I found, and Tina will highly recommend this, is learn a few foreign phrases. They appreciate that, whether you're in Portugal, exactly. whether important. you're in, in France and Italy and Greece. Learn a few of the phrases. Uh, there are many apps to assist you. So just saying a few phrases, even if you don't pronounce the right. I mean, I was terrible in India, but at least I tried, and they, were, they, were, they laughed at first, but they appreciate I think they did appreciate it. Um, of course, and there's some some countries have several different languages, you know, that uh, different depending on what part of the country you're in. So, okay, well, let's talk about upon arrival in a country. Don't assume that you can just get off the plane and go directly to your hotel. You're gonna have to go through a lot of immigration, a lot of steps involved. Yes, you some will. countries mm-hmm. are faster than other, and make sure you have all the documents and don't put all the documents in critical documents in your suitcase, right? Right, no. Because you won't have access to them easily. And if you Mm -hmm. tell the immigration, well, I left all my passports in the bag, they're not going to like that one Mm -hmm. at all. So uh, Mm -hmm. when you get your check bag, you need to watch for for a bag for possible thieves. Um, I mean, people are sad to say. I've had many times where I've seen people's bags just 
were told, have you seen my bag? And it's been stolen, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lately been putting air tags, I know, Apple air tags and bags. I don't know if you've done that, Judy. It works great. I can know exactly when it comes off the airplane. And uh, it's it, it's a pretty cool idea. Uh, that is a good idea. That's a very good idea. We we I put in all the bags. I even have it on the on the stuff I'm carrying. So in case it walks off by itself, it'll, it'll notify me on my phone that Gary, your suitcase, your your uh, your briefcase is miss is is away from you by 50 feet. So it will tell you exactly how far. Uh, the other thing, of course, if you want to be brave and drive in certain countries, I wish you will. Uh, be careful. Uh, <laughs> Ubers and Lyfts are available in most countries now, and taxis available still around. So uh, public transportation, rail system, airline service in, in Europe is remarkable. Train service is. is remarkable. So, I mean, you don't – if you want to take a car, go for it. But you're going to – it's it's a little challenging. I, In my age, I don't think I want to concentrate on every road and quick and mm-hmm. – I mean, they, they do have GPS systems now. Back in the old days, you had maps you had to follow. Uh, but again, it's it's not as, as as easy as you might say to do. Um, what to do and what to see? Okay, go to their website, right, Judy? To various countries' exactly. website, mm-hmm. and they'll give you some mm-hmm. idea about what. Uh, but I want to mention one thing: uh, United States is very ADA compatible. Uh, in most countries, they are not. So be prepared. Exactly, they're not. Some of the historical sites, so walk slowly, be careful. It's going to be challenging. Bring your walker, bring your cane, but remember that uh, it's not going to be as ADA compatible. We were in Portugal, and brand new hotel was not ADA compatible. They had to bring a person down in a wheelchair by hand uh, to the lobby area, and it was it was sad. But he wanted to. He probably didn't check before he got there. But it was a brand new hotel. I mean, really spanking new. And I even questioned him. Oh, you know, we're not required to do it, so we don't do it. Uh, most in our country, I think we require that in most of our North Coast situation. Um, what else can you say, Judy? In our closing here, um, to keep a diary of all the places you've been and seen. Take photos. A lot of people do photo diaries. Uh, uh, I, I think now it's a good thing. People do that on their cell phones now. Yeah. They they record their trips and they you know where they did like a diary, like you said, or a journal or uh, journaling what you did today, what you saw, mm-hmm. because it helps you the next time you decide to travel. You and, know, and you I do learn some things from going back and looking at those. And I use my photos on my phone to generate a a, a printed book when I get home. I load the photos oh, to this yeah, to, to, an, uh, to an app that prints a book that's twelve by twelve and it. Many pages I want to put, as long as I pay them per page, and I love it because it, it date stamps everything, tells me where I'm at, and it does all that for me. I don't have to worry about remembering. It's got all the details. One other person asked me when they were going to Italy, I don't speak Italian. How am I going to order stuff and buy stuff in Italy? Well, most most countries speak English, and if you ask them, occasionally they have English menus, and uh, and definitely somebody within that that shop will speak English. Uh, hopefully, if you've not all failed, you might have a translation program on your phone. Uh, I've actually used that. I was going to say that. They have so many good ones now on the phone that you, yeah. can, you can put. And you need to follow the customs of the countries. So be very careful. Sometimes you're in religious sites that require persons to mm-hmm. remove their socks and shoes and cover their head and et cetera, not wear uh, clothes that show tattoos and things like that. So be forewarned. You may be waiting in a long queue and then when you show up, they're going to refuse you to go in. So be prepared for exactly. that. Be prepared for that. 
Um, but that goes back to checking out the country you want to go to and what are their customs? What do they do? You know, and one thing I would add to, and I've heard this in several different, different countries, but don't belittle the country that you're in or say, we don't do that in our country. Well, you're <laughs> not in your country at that moment, you know, sure. and that's a good way to, uh, to not uh, be able to enjoy yourself, respect their customs. Like Gary says, if that's what they require, then that's what you need to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, wherever you're in their particular uh, uh, avenue or uh, they're doing something cultural, you know, we don't do this in the States. It, you know, that's not, you know, that you might learn something new. I mean, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the important thing. You're learning, you're experiencing, uh, et cetera. And, uh, so again, it's going to be a. I mean, I wish Tina and I had, in all our travels since we were married in '74, have, have would take it a pictures of the restrooms we went into. <laughs> that would have been the best collection of of historical data we've ever had. All the different restrooms and all the various countries we've been to, even up to the day. So thank you, Judy, again. That we hardly covered half the to- half of the topics that I had to, to think about today. But we hope today this has helped you in making preparations for you to visit that foreign country that you've always wanted to or dreamed about going to. So make the plans and go. This is an opportunity now. The prices are good in most in most countries and airline prices. And uh, take that opportunity to experience. You're going to have experience that you're going to remember these memories forevermore. So thank you, Judy, for joining me today, and good luck to you on your upcoming upcoming travels, and keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Remember, tell your friends to join us next Saturday morning for another show that could benefit them or their loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.